Hey everybody, George here again with another episode of the In Good Spirits podcast with my friend here, Chris. Hey George, how you doing tonight? I'm alive. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm about the same. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm coming to you live from scenic Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in my uh, fantastic hotel room. But I'm here, and I've got a microphone. Ooh, microphone! <laughs> and I brought my camera with me, so no reason not to record. And here we are to talk about a piece of home. We're here to talk about Empire Rye, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Yes, a nice taste of home from your hotel room because there's not much else to do in Milwaukee in the middle of a pandemic. Well, I was going to say, Milwaukee is actually a really cool town. But yeah, I don't want to go out and explore Milwaukee as much other than the delightful falafel sandwich I had for dinner tonight. I mean, that's... That's something worth venturing out for, though. So, oh yes, it was it was awesome. Uh, but we're here to talk about rye. And George, can you tell us a little bit about Empire Rye and why it's significant to those of us in New York State and otherwise? So, Empire Rye is a relatively younger category of whiskey. By younger, I don't mean the whiskey itself. I mean the category. It is a rye whiskey, as you could probably infer from that, and The Empire portion refers to it coming from the Empire State or our home state here in New York. And there's a whole bunch of different rules and things written into it. It's not necessarily a legal definition yet. However, there is a a group, if you will, that has a set of rules that you can to be able to use the insignia denoting as Empire Rye, which for those watching, even though it will be backwards on my Oh, it's not on this bottle. It's on a different bottle. Never mind. It's on a newer label. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, some of the rules in it has to be at least uh, majority New York State grown grain, has to be majority rye because it's an Empire rye whiskey. Uh, It has to be aged for no less than two years in a new charred oak cask. So it has to be at least straight. And... uh, few other minor things like lower barreling proof so it's more robust in flavor and so on and so forth but mostly the biggest thing that separates it from say just a regular old straight rye whiskey is the new york state grown grain and distilled in new york gotcha and that that makes sense and whenever we talk about you know whiskeys that have the designation of you know bourbon 50 percent plus corn uh a rye 50 percent plus rye Um, but that doesn't mean there's not other things in it. And I I assume that generally people who are going for this designation are trying to use as much New York state product as possible. Absolutely. Because, uh, you have to be, to be a part of the say New York state farm distillery. So just by default, they need to use majority rye or not rye, New York state grown ingredients. But the other bottle we're going to do today has the logo. Uh, it's not gonna hang on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you are terrible at these bottle things. <laughs> Every time you try it, it's out of focus. <laughs> Every single time. And uh, and you know what? That's what I get. That makes me very happy. I like that you keep on trying, though. I appreciate your I, dedication. You know, it's because I forget <laughs> that it never works. <laughs> oh, my God. And... If we're going to film another 
episode immediately after this, and I'm going to do it again and totally forget within the oh, half hour from now I, to I, then. I think it goes without saying. <laughs> and then it'll be funny once again. But anyway, on the note of bottle shots here, yes. our first up in our hometown here. Wow, it's it's just intentionally like everything else. Like <laughs> you have my, to put it like right next to your. My face. hand is in focus. Well, you, you're using an actual camera, so its depth of field is much, much smaller. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um, it's static right now. It's not auto-focusing as the yeah. webcam would do. But anyway. And, <laughs> so this is, this, is our, this is our hometown distillery. Um, Black Button is the first uh, reopened distillery since Prohibition in the city of Rochester. And... Um, uh, owned by uh, one of our one of our buddies, Jason Barrett. Um, Horrible and, human being. No, I'm kidding. He's actually delightful. <laughs> He's a great guy. And man, on the nose, this smells like rye. There is no doubt about it. 95 rye, five malted barley. Uh, the first thing that jumps to a lot of people's minds, though, with that mash bill is, is it from MGP? No, uh, it's just a really good recipe for rye and happens to be the one they're using. So the real fun geeky technical fact about rye is that uh, getting fermentable sugars out of rye grain is like drawing blood from stone. So the 5% barley in there does a very good job of using the, uh, the enzyme alpha amylase is found naturally in barley in a large quantity. So it helps hmm. break down the starches into sugars to. Are you getting a guess, George? I, I have a, a very large, very uh, left out dog. That just Persistent. Kool-Aid I, man I do, through the door. Yeah. I, I recall when I, when I came the, when I dropped off uh, the microphone that you're using, I recall that dog was uh, very vocal that I had showed up. Yes, yes. As as dogs want to do. Yes, indeed. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, what were we talking about? Alpha amylase. So, it's an uh, enzyme breaks down starches or sugars. Sugars get broken down through fermentation into alcohol and carbon dioxide. And we have tasty, tasty happiness. No, that makes sense because you're, you're right. I mean, rye is much much lower in uh, much lower in sugar and um, uh, easy to break down carbohydrates compared to corn, which is you know super digestible when it comes to sugars. Yeah, sugar, sugar, and more sugar with a little bit of yellow. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt this is rye. I mean, when most people talk about rye, when it comes to when they talk about it in like a whiskey blend, they talk about those spice notes that it brings. You know, those baking spices, the, you know, a lot of round, rounded, rounded spiciness. And when we talk about spiciness, we're not talking about sharpness, but it's all those, you know, cloves and warm, but still kind of bright and dancing on your palate. And this is very much that. It's very spicy. Very much so. Like, it's very much, well rye bread dough if you've ever Mm. worked in a bakery or made rye bread or bought dough for rye bread or had a rye bread sandwich it's really like undercooked or raw doughiness in the most pleasant way possible but it's that super aggressive 
but enjoyable, big, wry intensity. Absolutely. And it has some darkness to it, too. Uh, I mean, this is this has definitely had a chance to uh, gain some of that richness. Um, you can definitely taste the, the barrel age on it. Um, it's got some real, real nice maturity as far as I'm concerned. Some nice, some nice caramelly notes as well. And considering the spice, uh, you know, the spice profile, um, very smooth on the palate as well. Oh, super smooth. And it's got really nice, like dried fruit, like bitter orange peel notes in there too. And really important to mention real quick. This is a single barrel version of their rye, not the regular release. But it's the same recipe. It just happened to be one really nice barrel from the bunch. Yeah, and it has a. I, I like, I like my rye with a little bit of heat to it as well. So this definitely has some of that alcohol backbone on it. Um, and I'm assuming we're in the low nineties proof wise. So as with a lot of the black button stuff, it's actually eighty four proof. So forty two percent. It's just. For me, it's that aggressive spice that really kind of elevates the intensity, which kind of gives it more of um, a heat. <laughs> yeah. No, and you get you definitely get a little bit of the alcohol presence. Uh, it's not dead smooth, but I mean, it definitely merges with the spiciness well. Oh, absolutely! And personally, I I like rye to be a little rougher around the edges, mm. so. I'm glad that it didn't get overly smoothened out. And with this whiskey being, I believe this particular barrel, I know it was at least two years, but I think it's somewhere between two, two and a half, maybe three years. And what I like a lot about rye is it presents really, really well, really, really young. So you can have great rye right at two years old. Yeah, and I'd I'd agree with that because this is, you definitely can taste the youth on it a little bit. But, I mean, this still has some real nice maturity, some of those darker flavors, some of that roundedness that's going along with it, with the youth at the same time. It's it's a very interesting combination. Mm. Yeah, very nice. What do you say we move on to the next? Ooh. The line here sounds good. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. I only brought one glass, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pour it into my other glass. That's actually exactly what I just did because I don't feel like doing dishes, and well, my other Glencairns are dirty. <laughs> I, I I can only bring so many glasses with me, but I made sure to bring a Glencairn for our recording tonight. So second one, we're moving into the um, moving into the Finger Lakes. Yes, indeed. So obviously also New York because we're talking about Empire Rye and obviously Finger Lakes for those who do know. Right smack dab in the middle of New York State. And what's cool about comparing these two whiskeys is they're fairly different, but also Black Button's been around, I think, what, five or six years now? Yeah, and thereabouts. Finger Lakes Distilling, which is the one we're doing. Wow, that just doesn't focus. <laughs> it's as if the bottle is being censored every time. Put, put it right next to your head. Actually, to, to be completely honest, you're at, the posters are more in focus than your faces. Hang on. 
I got to lean back when I laugh. This is a very sensitive microphone. Look at that. There we go. Now you can see me and the bottle. Oh, Much it only better. it only took every single time we've done this. <laughs> but, mm. but anyway, yeah, so, uh, Finger Lakes Distilling celebrated its 10th anniversary last year. So mm-hmm. just uh, really interesting to see two different styles of the same whiskey from two craft distilleries that have varying degrees of time in the game, so to speak. Yeah. And also two places that have matured a lot over the course of their, uh, from them opening till now. Oh, absolutely. You can Um, definitely, uh, if you've had products from both of them over the years, like I'm not going to say anybody, anything bad, but things got better incrementally over the years. And they've both really very much hit their strides at different points. And no, but I think we, when we say that this isn't, it's not a negative because everybody starts somewhere. Um, No matter where you're starting, there's room to improve. And it's something when you taste things over time, you do want to, you want to see improvement. You want to see that they're making the effort to get better and not just more, but better. And that's, you can say that definitely in both of these places. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Mm. Yeah. And you're, you're not kidding. I mean, on the nose, this is, this is notably different. So there's a few reasons for that. Probably the biggest reason is the extra maturation in Finger Lakes sherry casks. I mean, that makes complete sense. I was going to talk about, you know, oxidated fruits because that's what I smelled a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the mesh bill is also different. It's 80 rye, 20 barley. Okay. I wonder where those sherry, sherry casks are coming from. Cause I want to try some finger Lake sherry. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know how public knowledge is. I'll tell you later. Okay. That sounds great. <laughs> um, but man, the nose on this is fantastic. It's very complex. Yeah. I think I just love sherry casks being used with whiskey in general, Ooh. but with rye, it brings in and, Re remodels, re, re reshapes, if you will. Yeah, the restructures. Existing, yeah. Restructures. Thank you. Uh, it redoes. It I, it wow. resays, <laughs> but it um it does a really nice job of changing what's already there while adding layers of new things to it. Wow, and it, it, this the sherry is not hiding on this. You know, we we've had some we've had some scotches and other episodes where the sherry is a background note. Um, it is not a background note on this on this whiskey, and I don't say that as a negative. This this has some real real strong sherry notes. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's right up there with the rye. This is these are merged. This isn't this isn't a background note. This is a merged flavor. In I'd say one of the best ways. It's it's really fascinating. Oh, it's and it's delicious. Like like I said. Mm. They've hit their stride. Like both of these distilleries are like doing some of their best work right now, and it's it's very evident in these bottles. Yeah, this also this has some has some real alcohol brightness as well, some sharpness to it. Um, not in a not in a fiery, unpleasant way at all, but in a way that for all these rich flavors, this is complementing that sherry richness and you know the spiciness, and it's just very complimentary. Mm. 
Take a guess at proof, uh, proof there. Well, <coughs> I'm going to go a little bit higher than my last choice. I'm going to say this is, I'm going to say it's 90, 95. Just double checking. It's 91 proof. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the, I think the brightness is really pleasant and I'm, I'm loving this. Um, it's not to say I wasn't enjoying the, the black button. The black button's more, I'd say straightforward when it comes to this is a rye. Definitively straightforward. This is rye. And I could say this is empire rye. This makes sense. This is a completely different expression. Absolutely. Very much different. And what's cool is you can, in this, uh, we went. We both went a little light on the tasting notes here because we're kind of focusing on the sherry. But you get a lot of that, the rye bread dough. You get the cinnamon, like an allspice and nutmeg. Kind of like think like really baking spice, like anything you put in a pie, kind of spice, as well as the doughiness, as well as caramel and vanilla. But there's so much like dried and oxidative fruit notes in this. It's just it's monstrously sherry. And it's sweet while still not being overly sweet. Like the dryness of the rye coupled with the sweetness of the sherry balances out to like this weird, like off dry, medium, medium sweetish expression. Whereas the black button was very much like this is dry rye and the fruit notes in there were dry fruits. And it's like very moist, almost moisture sucking, but very pleasantly so two very opposite styles and that's why that's another reason why i like uh having both of these in this discussion because complete opposite expressions of the same thing and it's so cool the range you can find even in a really restrictive category like empire rye yeah absolutely and i think a a great note for this would be something like a mincemeat pie you know with these with the dried fruits soaked in alcohol this is just screaming it's screaming and you're right those spices merge in the background especially on the on the late palette you know the first the first flood of of sherry goes into the spiciness and it's it's a very evolving um very evolving product I, i'm i'm really glad we went through both of these because this is this is the kind of um inventiveness you can get with restriction that's the we thing say that about a lot of things oh yeah i was actually about to say that exact thing Sometimes restrictions bring out creativity in ways you would never, ever imagine it to. Like I was I actually read an article the other day about uh, censorship on cartoons for Batman, how it made better episodes because of what they couldn't show and how they could get around it. And again, like with the restrictions on the rye, you get around those by doing something like a sherry cask or something fun like that. Yeah. And um, side note. Batman the Animated Series, one of the best TV shows ever. Absolutely, yes. So good. Best Batman, best Joker, and so many amazing stories. It's oh, I, I, I can't get enough of it. The stories were great. I mean, like, perfect illustration of different things from real life society. Like, Poison Ivy's the perfect eco-terrorist, you know? It's like, oh, she's terrible, but I agree with her where she's coming from here you know <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not, it's not overwrought. Even the more ridiculous villains were treated with seriousness. Well, and I think we we're treating this with seriousness as well because we're we we love we love analyzing, we love talking about these things. This is 
these are the kind of things, you know, no matter what, I mean, George's got a Revenge of the Jedi poster behind him. We can talk about anything seriously. And that's my favorite thing to do. Unfortunately, by the way, for those keeping score at home, not an original Revenge of the Jedi poster. It is a reprint. No, don't ask. It's not it's not original it's not original. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no point in asking to buy it. It's not original. It's a print off of Amazon because I am too poor to get an original. <laughs> I love that it by would the be way. In a, it would be in a very different frame if it oh, were original. Absolutely, yeah. But <laughs> Hey George, do you think Jedi would really get revenge? Ah oh, shit, we gotta change the name of this damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> Return. Yeah. Jedi's, Jedi would return. That's what they would yes. do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway, since we've gone completely off the rails, we may as yes. well. There's no coming back now because we're just going to want to talk about Batman and Star Wars and anything else at this point. Yeah, because course. the thing about good whiskey is it's even better over good conversation. And let's just leave it at that. Cheers, yeah, everybody. Perfect. Yeah. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast and you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you slam that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I know that's right. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, I know. It's, I've, it's I've been, the worst. I've been watching more and more YouTube videos again <laughs> lately. And just <laughs> with the changes to YouTube and like, it just, it, it hurts, man. Like, it's just, I feel old. Oh, yeah. It's, and disconnected I, from whatever the new reality is. I watch so much YouTube. It's it's where I watch most of my content now. But um, if you're enjoying what we're talking about or enjoying watching us, subscribe. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to try next if you're listening. And, George, where else can they find you? They can find me at Whiskey Jedi with the E. Because this is America, I'm going to make that joke every time. Ha ha. <laughs> as disingenuous as it's starting to become, I'm going to make that joke every time. I appreciate your dedication. <laughs> Just like trying to get the bottles to focus. It never quite hits, but you know what? I'm going to try every damn time. Absolutely. <laughs> you can find the show at IGS Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And Chris can be found... At Stromy, uh, Twitter and Instagram, Food About Town podcast, and Food About Town on Facebook. And George, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>